You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files two-day Allison. Uh-huh. It's an extra special episode. Yay. Because uh-huh. this is going to be about Cars 4, the Carning. <laughs> I love those Cars movies with those little cars. They've got eyes and they live and they eat uh, motor oil. I don't know. <laughs> and they drive on the Georgia Viaduct and they crash into each other and sometimes they hide. Hello. Hello. It's me, a car. And then you let a woman drive who is like having seizures and then you drive into another car and it's a big accident. But it's not like because it's Cars 4 and they're anthropomorphic. The cars don't crash. They just kiss. Mwah. <laughs> this... Episode the X Files we just watched would have been much better if the cars just if they just kissed them gently <laughs> when that car ran over that boy. Oh gosh! Mwah. I love you, Je- hey Jeffrey. Mwah. I love you. <laughs> You're a car. I'm a car. Let's do this. Mm. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> Instead of Cars Four, I tricked. Hey, Space Cadets, I tricked you. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> This is about episode one, season 11, My Struggle 3, colon, all of our struggles together, all three of us. Yes, the collective struggle that we have against this episode. (laughs) You've asked for it, and now you've got it. This is the Double X Files hot take on My Struggle 3. Hooray! Ooh, too hot. Touched it. It was too hot. Ooh, ah, Ooh. I burned my Mm. fingy. (laughs) Here, let me get a car in here. Oh, that's better. (laughs) Hey, uh, Allison, you want to bring up that Descriptiano? Oh, shit, yeah. Season 11, episode 1. Here is the description. Mulder and Scully learn they aren't the only ones, desperately searching for their long-lost son, William. The fate of the world may ride on the outcome. Okay, now, where we left off, Mm. because I had to remember for the interview we did for CBC... (laughs) Where we actually left off with season 10. There was a, a Spartan virus yeah. that was killing people. If you had vaccinations, it was killing you, mister. Um, <laughs> and so the only way to prevent this virus is to have alien DNA. Yeah. Scully has alien DNA inside her. How? Well, we'll get there. She was... She ate an alien. She had an alien D in her A. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> so she is on the Georgia Viaduct because Mulder is driving, as he will in this episode as well. Uh, but he's very, <coughs> he's sick. Very sick. So now she's going to run and get a bag just chock full of alien DNA uh-huh. into his system. But then there's a UFO that's hovering above them. There's a, yeah, a triangle UFO. And it's very bright. Yeah. But yeah. guess what? Allison. Yeah, what? Hey. Uh-huh. We got to goof him up. Oh, no. Psych. It didn't happen. It was a, a future vision. <laughs> so does that mean the revival never happened? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. I would like to believe so. I would like to believe so. Wait, hold on. So the whole the whole thing here, guys, is Skelly uh, is having these seizures, and these they're either being induced by this like future vision, or the future vision is causing the seizures. Whatever. The first shot is Skelly having the seizure in the office, in, yeah. in Mulder's office. Um, because it's only his desk and not hers, uh-huh. so it can't be her office. No. Uh, so we're left to believe that, hey, season 10 never happened. Well, I now, here's what I think. I don't think it's that season 10 never happened. Mm-hmm. I think it's that My Struggle 2 never happened. How about My Struggle 1? Well, I think My Struggle 1 did happen. How about Mein Kampf? That definitely <laughs> happened, and we're all still upset about we're it. We're very, very upset about it. But it was also 
someone struggled, mm-hmm. apparently. It was a struggle that occurred. Okay. So, I think, though, uh-huh. that in true Chris Carter flashback fashion, uh-huh. what they're going to do is they're going to have season 11. Okay. And then, since season 10 never happened, they're going to flash back to season 10 in season 12. So season 12 will just be the revival over again. Just replaying season yep. 10 because Jillian's gone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, here you go. Tricked ya. It, it never happened. So let's truly let it happen now. Oh, let's God. see how this plays out. <laughs> that sounds like a, a living nightmare. Yep. That's the nightmare that we're in together because <laughs> we're cursed. Let's get started. Yeah. So what happened? Okay. The year is 2018. The day was... Wednesday. April 20th. Nice. Nice. Uh, And the smoking man has a monologue. Christ almighty. (laughs) I did not. Hey, you know what? Chris Carter did not expect the smoking man to have a monologue. I expected monologues. (laughs) I did not expect six monologues. (laughs) Uh, The smoking man has a monologue and he has... Just like last time, Chris Carter did not get enough footage. Uh, So he had to go to the archives. He had to pick out some pretty good footage, you know, of Nazis and Mm -hmm. the KKK and the JFK assassination. Oh, and hey, who's who's peeking in? Who's peeking in this? Who is it, Courtney? It's it's President Trump. Oh, boy. And Putin. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. And you know what? Chris Carter says... You know, people... Or, sorry, the smoking man says, You know, people think they have a choice, but they don't actually have a choice. So this is Chris Carter's, you know, really new commentary of, like, Yeah, Russia did it. He's really bringing something fresh to the table, and that's what I appreciate about old CC. Uh, Okay, let's, let's break this down. Okay. What the smoking man is saying is, We're all sheeple. Yes. That's that is it. Hey Allison, uh-huh. is that new and or fresh? No. No, we know Hey guys, we know the world is shit. Yeah, hey. we we know things are mm. bad actually. Oh god, mm, we know. We are here, we know. Um they had actually the grossest thing was Chris Carter used uh, images from Black Lives Matters. Yeah. And that also, to me, is is really gross because, hot take, African-Americans, black people in America uh, know the world has been shit uh, for a very long time. Yeah, guys, they've been aware. <laughs> and uh, what what's frustrating is, like, to use an image from Black Lives Matter, but then without any commentary or time spent on the, like, the power structure's that have been at play in America for so long that have led us to where we are today without examining the inherent inequality in America that's brought us to the point we're at, you're not saying anything new. You're just saying, hey, this is where we are. And, and you know, uh, any of us with a marginalized identity out here are like, yeah, we know. Uh. It's like Chris Carter, l- uh, let me, allow me this analogy. Because mm-hmm. it's it, it involves Chris Carter being dressed up in a jaunty uh, farmer's outfit. <laughs> okay. Chris Carter. He goes to the hen house, uh-huh. and there's these eggs. Yeah. And each egg is something bad that has happened to it, history. Yeah. Like, you know, the KKK, and Nazis, and racism in America, and the la- 2016 election, and transphobia and homophobia. The chickens, they're right there. They see those eggs. They've they've laid those eggs. They've lived with those eggs for a very long time. But here comes Chris Carter in the hen house, picking out the eggs, putting them in the basket and saying, look at these eggs. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone else, look at these eggs. I found all these eggs. Aren't they weird? <laughs> we know about the eggs, dude. They came out of our cloacas. <laughs> We sat on them. Yeah. We kept them warm. Squirted those things right out. That's So that's our bottom line on this whole thing where people giving credit to Chris Carter for having a fresh take. There was no fresh take. Well, and that's the thing is, like, if you look back at The X-Files in its previous runs, it's always been like that. It's always been taking stories that are happening in that time that he has no stake in and just taking them out of the hands of the people that they actually affect 
and saying, oh, look at this. What if there was a werewolf in it? <laughs> He's Here's the big bottom line. Chris Carter is not adding anything new to the conversation. He's just saying, this is happening. And my dude, we know it's happening. We've known for a very long time it's happening. Especially if you're a minority, especially if you're in my in America. You've known it's happened for a very, 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 very long time. I would say before the majority of Americans. <laughs> Probably way back in the 1960s. So Chris Carter is not saying this is happening and... He's just saying, this is happening. Yeah. And I think, like, he's more than welcome to make that statement and have that be what the X-Files is about. That's what the X-Files has always been about. That's fine. But I just don't believe that he deserves praise for, you know, kind of taking making this statement and not bringing anything transformative or new to the conversation. That's it. There is nothing new he added. As a white man, he did not add anything new or important. And so I just, you know, I don't understand why... People, you know, consider the use of fake news and and the Trump regime in this season to be like, oh, he really, he did that. He went there. It's like, no, he didn't. We're all there already. I was waiting for, oh, can I just like have a prediction now? Please. If anyone says the word kofefe. (laughs) I'm jumping off a bridge. (laughs) Can I win? Can I win the prediction? Yeah, if anyone says kofefe, you win the prediction. Okay, forever? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Done. Permanent win. Permanent win forever. We never have to do that bit again. Allison, did you know the moon landing was fake? I had a suspicion. (laughs) Now, I do have to uh, put a little context because I think this was uh, the best part of this X-Files viewing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Allison and I hosted an event at the Storm Crow Tavern on Commercial Drive here in Vancouver. Uh, It was First of all, Stormcrow, fucking amazing. Oh, they are so wonderful. You should see the alien blood cocktails they did up for us. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fans are great. Everyone was great. We, like, signed stuff. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Super cool. The best part, though, was the group of 10 X-Files crew members <laughs> that sat with us at the table. Yeah. Now, we're not, we're, we're talking about, like, a lot of builders, a lot of behind-the-scenes people. So... When this moon landing scene happened, they cheered yep. because that is their GD hard work. <laughs> and it was great. It was yeah. good to feel good about like the X-Files. Yeah, it was nice to have that that presence of people yes. being like, hey, I made that and, and that kind of shit. Yes. Allison, I want to lie. Uh-huh. I know. Me too. I want to lie and say I liked this episode, but I didn't. Okay. Scully's. Seizure, Fever Dream was season 10. Um, and Mulder can't understand why she's sick because she's a doctor, Allison. <laughs> doctors don't get sick. Doctors don't die. No. Nope. Doctors, they're healthy. They live forever. Right? Yep. That's why you have to pay all that money to go through medical school to learn immortality. How to, how to live forever. Uh huh. So uh, Scully is off to the ho- ho- hosk- hospital. Hopsital. Hopsital. Thank you. Uh huh. Skinner comes into the office. Mm -hmm. And I think we're missing something big, Allison. Yeah, what's that? Did you feel the steam was gone out of this relationship? I really, you know. Right? I really did. It was a real... flat. It was a real boner killer. It was! (laughs) Something must have happened between season 5 and season 11. Because there was just no... mm, No. No! There's no heat. All that tension is gone. Mm, they they weren't as close. Like, physically, they, yeah. d- they didn't come in as close. No. Mulder and Skinner broke up, you guys. They must have broken up. There must have... Ha- there's something must have happened. Yeah. Because there's no... They're done. They're donezo. Uh, they're just arguing about little things. Well... Yeah. Well, what are they arguing about? <laughs> um, aren't they arguing about the Morse code in Skelly's brain? That comes later. Does it? Oh, okay. yeah. This is just like a little tiff. Oh, a tiff. But not a lover's tiff. No. No. We go to the MRI machine. This is when that happens. <laughs> and I do have to say, one of the crew members spent days building that MRI machine, and you got to see, ooh, maybe... 5% of it out in the corner of the show. What a shame. Yeah, they were really pissed off about that. Okay. Did you know, Allison, the hypothalamus 
Do you know the job of the hypothalamus, Allison? Uh-huh. What is it? It regulates your neurodorphins. Incorrect. Okay. It flashes Morse code. <laughs> it says, hey, it's me. It's your son, William. I'm in your brain now. Oh, my God. What if the analogy, Allison, <laughs> there was no William. William is inside us all. Oh, God. <gasps> no, wait. Cut that. Al- Allison. Uh-huh. William is Scully's tumor. I think William is a ghost that lives inside her brain. <laughs> well, uh, Skinner thinks this that... This is so wild. <laughs> Skinner thinks that Scully is messaging, like... That, that someone is messaging Scully through her... Br- she's Yeah, that she's messaging them through her brain yeah. flashing because it says the Morse code says find him. And it's just like, th- what is even... You are just making a stew here. <laughs> Now, here's the bizarre thing. As you know, Allison, mm. it might shock you, but the majority of characters in the X-Files written by Christopher Carter are male. What? I know. It's hard to believe. I, w- I never. But you got to stay with me okay. here. Okay. So when the brain uh-huh. flashes to Skinner, find him, why the fuck does Skinner jump to the conclusion of William? Why does he jump to... Like, this is, to me, this feels so out of character for Skinner to even make this leap in the first place. Well, I mean, what is a character? What is a character? (laughs) (laughs) They're all just cardboard boxes stuffed with, like, monologues. You know, maybe that's the statement that Chris Carter is making. He's saying, what is a character? What is a plot? (laughs) Not this. I, you know, he's just breaking it down so discreetly that we are not, we can't even wrap our heads around it. I get it now. Mm -hmm. Wow. So good. Mm Mm-hmm. But why, hey, beyond why is Skinner doing that thing, why is Skinner assuming him is William? William. Because that's what the whole previous episode was about. But that episode didn't happen. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) It was part of the fever dream. Oh, all they brother. just fucking found lizards and garbage men, and that's <laughs> it. They never talked. Like Skinner never had. I don't think Skinner ever talked to them about William no. the last season. Well, you know, maybe it's uh, part of the episodes we haven't seen, and Skinner has some big connection to the whole William. Maybe thing. Skinner is also William's father. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> okay, no, <laughs> we can't. Um. Is oh. this uh, where Mulder uh, gaslights Scully? <laughs> well, this is when we have Mulder's monologue part one. Uh-huh. And it's Mulder sitting by Scully's bedside. Uh-huh. Just telling us how he feels. Cool. Like, if I cause this, how can I make this stop? Let's just... Let's put a kibosh on all monologues ever. Okay, please. Yeah, because they're a a lazy tool. They're very incredibly lazy. And it's very apt that Mulder gets sidled with a lot of monologues. Uh Uh-huh. Because Mulder is not given... it looks like he's given a lot to do, but he's not, he he doesn't. He really doesn't do much if you think about if you, it. If you really think about it. So, really, if you're a good storyteller, Mulder looking a certain way at Scully, being by Scully's bed, having that three-second shot, four-second shot of that, that's all you need. That should say it. Here's the thing, Mr. Chris Carter. People really like your characters even though you like to fuck with them. And they get, they get it. Well, and also I think that a lot of people that watch this show prefer the scenes where they can infer what they think it means over being told directly what it means. That's true, yeah. It's like with song lyrics, you know? If you you hear a song and you get to determine to you what you think that song is about. (laughs) That's the thing, right? Is that a big part of art is interpretation. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. Are you calling... <laughs> hey, Allison. Are you calling the X-Files art? No, that's you just, not what I... <laughs> hey, you just did. Rewind. We gotcha. <laughs> we gotcha. You call the X-Files art. Okay, but, you know, like a big part of entertainment and... and um, Art. Art. Fuck me. Um, is interpretation. That's That's a huge part of it. Like, it's not just what you give us. It's what we make out of it. Yeah. It's how we interpret it. It's how it relates to our own personal feelings. 
that is what makes something an enjoyable experience. Me not knowing exactly what Mulder is thinking, like, I can infer whatever I want. I can infer, like, man, I'm he's just really hungry. Yeah. He got a tum-tum ache. <laughs> right? And that fits my specifications of what this episode needs to be. But for someone who loves these characters and appreciate a Mulder-Scully relationship, like, we don't need to hear Mulder's thoughts because really... Probably the audience can write better yep. scripts of what Mulder is actually feeling in their head. Um, and just to be clear, this is not like when an episode ends without anything being cleared up and yes. the plot is fully ambiguous. Yes. That's a different thing. That's a wholly different thing. Anyway, Scully wakes up in a hospital bed mm-hmm. where she spends the majority of this episode. And we're going to talk about Scully's place in this episode. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Mulder says, Scully wants to leave to find her son, Mm -hmm. William, not Kevin, William. And Mulder says the most buck wild thing. What is it? The doctor says, your brain is on fire. (laughs) What? (laughs) No. So you better not, Scully. Your brain, ooh, your brain's on fire. Just, he spent, he like, he spends so much of this time of the two of them in this hospital room, like, no. I know you're telling me that you're having future visions, but you're not. Your brain's on fire. You're just sick. And she's like, uh, but the world's gonna die. And he's like, no, you don't know what you're saying. Well, here's the other thing. And I'm we're gonna point this out later, because I find this whole thing just mm, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Scully is like, you have to go out and find William? Or the smoking, smoking man? Uh, yeah. Him. See, again, they use him. Yeah. There's a there's many people who use him as pronouns. Uh-huh. So... You could be talking about any of them. Any, anyone. Like, Mulder goes down the street, like, to the mailman, like, Scully told me to find you. <laughs> uh, this is when we get boy fight. Yay. Two. This time with cars. Okay. Okay, I see. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, so it's a boy, a, a man. Mm-hmm. We don't know who, you and I don't know who he is. No. But his name is uh, Jeffrey. 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 And he apparently is uh, Smoking Man's other son. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Spender. We don't know how that happened. Hey, big Spender. <laughs> We're, I'm sure we'll figure it out eventually as we watch the episodes. Yeah. Uh, but a person hits him with a car and they He's have like a, ouch ouch and then there's a door fight yes now again uh the crew were next to us we had allison the pleasure of sitting next to the door guy yeah i was so stoked to meet the door guy and every time there was a door thing or a door issue or a door featured heavily in the scene everyone cheered for the door guy cuz he built all the doors he did all the doors so shout out to that guy. <laughs> but he told us a piece of trivia. Uh-huh. Did you know during this boy fight two scene, now there are cars, there's a there's a fight where Jeffrey escapes through a door and the bad man tries to reach around to grab him through a door. Those are two different doors. What? Because the first door wouldn't completely shut because it was too big. <laughs> So the door guy had to build a slightly smaller door so the door would shut. Hey, door guy, you're doing God's work. (laughs) Anyway, we don't know what's going on. They're trying to kill Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey. Um, When does all the the other car stuff happen? Later. Don't worry. I have every single car chase fucking in this scene ever. Um, This is the other Buckwild thing that, well, I mean, many in a long line. The doctor tells Scully that, oh, you have visions? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like, weird things have been happening. People have been experimented on. Yeah, that was just bizarre. Yeah, she just says, yeah, you got visions. People have had visions. I've seen weirder shit. Yeah, the government's just all up in us, just poking around. I got like 10 alien fetuses in the fridge. You want to (laughs) see? You want to take a peek? This is when we have Mulder monologue... A number two. Yay. And this is when I start what I call Mulder's car clock. Okay. (laughs) In which I time the amount of time Mulder spends driving. Oh, God. 
Do you want the number off? I would love the number. It is a full seven minutes of this episode. <laughs> That's a lot. Now, can I can I mm, push something? Maybe a hypothesis. Sure. There are more cars in this episode on screen than Scully upright. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. That's ridiculous. There is more. There is more Mulder's car screen time than Scully standing. Wow. Okay, that sucks. <laughs> sucks pretty hard. So the real star is this Mustang. We just call- gotta have a shiny car. We call him Mr. Vroom Vroom. <laughs> and he just likes to kiss the other cars. He goes real fast. He's gotta go fast. And uh, there's a car trace. Why? I don't know. The smoking man says the, that. I don't know. The smoking man's henchman is uh, chasing Mulder for reasons uh, undeterminable. Because Mulder is a fucking... Jerkweed. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so there we have a car chase. Okay. It was exciting? No. It was like five minutes of nothing. Yeah, it was not exciting. It was just like, oh, cars are happening now. Cool. <laughs> this is my life. Cars four, the cardening. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scully meets Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And apparently Scully gave William to Jeffrey to hide. Uh-huh. And Jeffrey carried him off to the mountains and placed him very gingerly into a cave with a yeti and now william is raised by yetis Uh uh-huh that's what happens absolutely hot take so scully's like you have to tell me where my son is and jeffrey's like i promised that i wouldn't and she's like but i need to know and he's like but what if you've been compromised and she's like i haven't and then he's like, Christ, this is literally what is going yeah, on. Yeah, it's really rough. And then Jeffrey's like, I gave him to a family of nice yetis. Their name are the Vanderkamps. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Bye. I love that show, Vanderkamp Rules. <laughs> Featuring the yetis? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, J- Jeffrey and also Scully uses this term, come at me or came at me. Okay. To mean, like, I talked to this person. That is odd. Like, not, not they attacked me? Yeah. So Scully says later on to Mulder that Jeffrey came at me. He didn't really. He didn't really. He just walked up to the bedside. He said, hey, it's me, Jeffrey. <laughs> I got hit by a car. Let's chat. And had a door fight. That's not coming at me. It's like, come at me, bro. It was really weird. Yeah. It was a really weird alien language that sometimes Chris Carter uses because I, he is not a human being. I guess so. He is not a human being. <laughs> Um, we have the smoking man. Oh, boy. Reveal that William is in danger, but he doesn't know why or from whom. Yeah, God, it's just like, what is even happening? (laughs) What is even happening? (laughs) It's like, it's like the exposition of... Chris Carter saying, I'm hiding something. And even my, even my characters don't know what I'm hiding, but I'm hiding it. <laughs> You'll never know until I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. Give me five more minutes at least. <laughs> <laughs> you get three more monologues and five more car chases. And, and then, then I will make my grand reveal. <laughs> then I will finish. <laughs> I love how Chris Carter is now like a 18th century like macaroni. Yeah, I think he is though. Because oh, <laughs> God is from Black Adder. <laughs> anyway, that is Redonkadonk. And the other thing that is also Redonkadonk is Agent Monica, what's her, Ray- Reese? Right? Ray- Reese? Reese? Who we don't know personally. No. Um, not yet. met. Not yet. We have not met. But people like her. People like her a lot. But she's bad. She ba- She's a bad, 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 bad girl. <laughs> but she makes me feel so good, Allison. Miss Reyes, if you're nasty. <laughs> and uh, we are. Oh, we, hey, we are. <laughs> I just got finished uh, uh, monorailing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a callback, Space Cadets. If this is your first episode, we make a lot of sex jokes uh, in our previous episodes. For, for our own weird sex moves that we make up. <laughs> so you got to go back into the archives to find that one. Um, anyway, here's the the bizarre thing. What the fans are saying. What the fans are saying. Mm-hmm. Uh 
they are shocked that Monica, this agent that they know and love, and we don't know, but I kind of love her, uh, is like, why would she team up with a man who is trying to destroy everything? It makes her seem like a coward, and I feel like the, the character that the fans fell in love with, she wasn't that. Yeah, well, and because basically she's helping him out because he's promised her to, like, give her some of that alien DNA so that she doesn't get killed by the, the cum virus. <laughs> The jizz, we'll get to. The jizz virus. Yes. Please. We'll get to that. But also, how can Monica fucking deal with this old white guy monologuing? I would be so gone. Jesus. She like, must oh, be. let the jizz virus take me because I cannot listen to another minute. Pour the jizz virus down my mouth now, please. Please, I am over it. I cannot tolerate how long you talk about your plan and how it's a great plan and how no one knows your plan. Just like, go fucking jerk off or something so i don't have to listen to it this is when we get Mulder monologue number three yay why i don't know Mulder is feeling bad basically all these monologues are Mulder is feeling bad a bad thing is happening and i'm sad about it <sighs> um so he talks to scully on the phone yeah he talks to scully on the phone and scully says jeffrey came at me <laughs> he didn't he, he seems like a nice boy he didn't no, but this is how real people speak, right? I'm Chris Carter. I know how real people talk. Jumpy, give me my fan and my grapes. <laughs> Peel them one at a time for me. Drop them into my delicate mouth. Oh. <laughs> um. So here is the b- 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 bizarre thing. Uh huh. Scully is on the phone with Mulder. Mulder is driving, and he's been driving for, oh, seven minutes, <laughs> uh, to the smoking man's lair in North Kakalaki. And Scully's like, oh, this is how my vision is. This is how it begins. Oh, my God, Mulder, you're going to start the, the apocalypse. Uh-huh. Scully, like, you told Mulder where the smoking man is. And you told him to go find William or him, I guess. Him. Maybe maybe there was a miscommunication. Like this you set off this chain of events. Wouldn't it it just be better to be like, oh, this happens because of this, this, and this thing. So I just won't do it. Hey, yeah, it's like Buffy. Yes. If you know what the prophecy is, just don't do the prophecy. Just thing. Don't do it. Like and that's the thing is like this storyline is not any different from a prophecy. Yep. <laughs> but Mulder's got to do the ding dong thing. Um, let's science see. magic. Science magic. Then we have another Mulder monologue. This is number four. Uh, and this is when we get the duo scenes <laughs> of Mulder talking to our favorite ghoul, William Howard Taft, uh-huh. our favorite dead president, uh-huh. and Skinner in the car talking to the smoking man. Uh huh. So, basically, the Taft scene. Yeah, let's, let's cover break, this let's first. Let's break that down. Uh, the ghost of William Howard Taft, the ghoul, the ghoul man, uh-huh. uh, he tells Mulder that aliens don't want... <laughs> the aliens don't want anything to do with us. They're like, you fucked up the Earth, and we're done now. You took a giant shit on this beautiful planet. Bye! Get out of now, here. you're not even worth enslaving. <laughs> hey! Hey, uh, number with three, two, four, five, alien. Did you know that aliens think their globe is flat? (laughs) Can you fucking imagine? That is buck wild, alien five, six, seven, four, two. God. And sometimes, now, hey, uh huh. Sometimes they eat burgers, but the bun are avocados. What? This planet isn't worth my time. Let's get out of here. Okay, bye. Let's go to let's go to Mars. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, let's party over there. Yeah. So Taft says alien is not worth our time. So Taft <laughs> wants to colonize space. Yeah, and he's working with this woman, and the two of them are like, we want to stop sk- uh, Smoking Man's bad evil plan. But then we're gonna blast off. We're we're hey, we're Team Rocket. And we, me and my female companion here, are going to a blast off. (laughs) And they're like, hey, we have room for you in space if you help us. But we have to call you Meowth. (laughs) 
And you have to say, that's right. <laughs> it's a it's a difficult deal. I'm on Team Rocket's side now. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Skinner car, Ugh. Skinner's sassy. God, can we just say Mitch? Yeah. Fucking is the only one acting in this Oh, movie. yeah, absolutely. Mitch is bringing it 24-7. Those, what are Mitch's, like, fangirls called? The pledgies. I love you, pledgies. Mitch's You're right. pledgies. Yeah, you guys, you guys know your shit. You're the only sane ones <laughs> in here in this whole fiasco because, <laughs> gosh, he really brought it. He brought it uh, so hard. Especially when he says, get your ass back in here. And I'm like, oh, I'm hard again. <laughs> So um, Skinner's in the car and Reyes has a gun to his head and then Smoking Man gets in the car and he holds up his jizz virus and he explains, (laughs) this is a virus of my jizz. (laughs) I made it myself (laughs) and I'm going to pour it on the sidewalk and everyone's going to be infected. (laughs) He explains his evil plan and at this point I got very frustrated Tell me why, Alice. Because I feel like at the point we're at in the series, especially because we just watched uh, Musings of a Cigarette Smoking Man fairly recently, yeah. it feels like Smoking Man is this great, nuanced villain. Like, you no, don't. Man. He jizzed in a cup and wants to kill him. Well, humanity. no, like, where we were. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. mean back when he was Raul Bloodgood? Yes, exactly. Uh huh. Um, so we saw him, you know, kill JFK. We saw him kill. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and even kind of show some remorse for that. Yeah. Um, We saw this interesting, nuanced villain. And in 2018, in season 11, we have a caricature of a supervillain. Yeah. Like, it's, to me, it's so boring. And later on, we'll uh, recognize that basically Chris Carter is trying to make this man as despicable as possible because they're using rape as a plot point and say and, and basically taking away the one happy thing in Scully's life and destroying it and smushing it under his foot like a cigarette. So it is like he's just pumping up this character just to be this caricature of a supervillain. And to me that's it's to the nth degree too. It's like I am going to kill the entire human race just cuz I kind of want to. And also I orchestrated the fake moon landing and I poked this alien and he didn't like it. And it's like that's the most boring villain you could have. Yeah. There's With, no nuance. And he's, he talks a lot, but he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say a single thing. He's a very flat character in this season or in, this episode. In season five, we were getting to the point where Smoking Man was one of our favorite characters. Yeah, man. And Weird. now he sucks out loud. Now he's just a fucking shell of a fucking Dr. Evil wannabe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know why you would make that choice. <laughs> there are a lot of choices that I personally don't agree with. <laughs> Uh, Shall we? Sh- yes. So, um, oh, this is one of the things that hey frustrated me. I don't know why. Mulder tries to call Skinner to, I don't know, check on him yeah. or things. And then Skinner's not answering because he has a gun to his head. Yeah. And so Mulder, like, throws his phone across the car. <laughs> and I get so upset because it's like, Mulder, what if you need that? <laughs> yes. I'm very upset. Also, Mulder should not be talking and driving at the same time. No, Thank you very much. That is a, a no-no. He should go to jail. Uh-huh. For many things, including killing a man, but that <laughs> is neither here nor there later. Hey, Allison, it's your favorite characters, Einstein and the other one. Yay! They save Scully. I remember them. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Do they? They literally said they walked into Mulder's office and saw Scully oh, yeah. on the fucking ground and took her to the hospital. And even the doctor's like, how did you know to take her here? <laughs> Fuck me. Like a human man. <laughs> uh, they just showed up out of nowhere, huh? They've always been here, Allison. And they're always will be here forever. Oh, my God. Yeah, so literally... They just came, saved Scully, and she's now lying in another hospital bed, and then they leave. And all that character development with Einstein in My Struggle 2 never happened. (laughs) So fuck me, I guess. (laughs) Everything's real bad, Alice. (laughs) I thought it was a blessing that season 10 doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, who are these fuckers? Yeah. (laughs) They've been here the entire time. Oh, Lord. Uh, Okay. Here is 
let, let's 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 talk about old Scully. Yeah, let's get into the meat of it. Scully has spent the first episode um, of the eleventh season uh, having seizures, um, one car accident, uh, two seizures actually, um, and then now one assassination attempt, mm-hmm. and then later on a, a rape. Yep. Is this how you do us? Is this how you treat your female characters, Chris Carter? Because, hey, we knew you were shitty, um, but this is real. This is a real shitty way to start off for Scully. She is always the submissive in this episode, in a lot of episodes, and it really bites my butt. Yeah. Because this is a hero to a lot of people, and you show her on the floor, in a hospital bed, being assassinated, and later on... Uh, revealed that the one piece of happiness in her life, her son, is actually a product of rape, medical or otherwise, science or otherwise. You have literally destroyed this character and broke down this character, the character that people have loved for a very long time, and you've done it in the span of 45 minutes. Yeah, and regardless of whether you feel it's misogyny or not, it feels extremely targeted. It does feel extremely targeted. For the character that your your fans who are women connect to most. And even with Monica, again, we, we're not sure about her history, but it seems like she is also a fan favorite because she is a female character in this world of male-dominated FBI world that Chris Carter and his writers have created. Mm-hmm. And again, she is shown as a coward. She is back at... Even though she physically says... Oh, Smoking Man, basically, you make me sick, but I'm still lighting God, your goddamn cigarette. And even though you want to kill the universe, um, I still stand with you because I'm a coward. Yeah. And if that was a male character, they would not be seen as a coward. They no. They would be seen as like, I'm just doing what I have to do to survive. No. It really is fucking disgusting. And we'll get into the rape thing in a bit, but um, that's why a lot of people are angry. Yeah. That's why a lot of people are right. And you can defend Chris and say, oh, well, this is only the first episode. I want to see what else happens. You don't have to see what else happens because this episode sets a very hard tone and basically crushes a character, again, in the span of 45 minutes, a character that people have wanted to see reborn since 2016 and then from... You know, when this X-Files shut down. Yeah, it feels very much like, oh, you like this character? Uh, this is your hero? Well, let's see what happens if I do this. Uh, which is not a very nice feeling. And, again, if you want to say, let's let's find out what happens the next couple episodes. You're one of those people who are saying, you know, I trust Chris and whatever. That's fine. What about all the other seasons of the X-Files where she's been kidnapped? Or she's been uh, UFO abducted and her ovum are medically taken. Or she's been given cancer for to move the plot around. Yeah, or she's had another child that died. Oh yeah, fucking Emily. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, remember fucking Emily? Like, my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is not a new thing. This is what I want to establish to the Space Cadets, to the people who are trying to defend this episode and the choices that have been made for Scully. This is not a new thing that has happened. Scully has always been the victim of male writers trying to move the plot around. Using her as leverage. Oh, she's barren. Oh, she has cancer. Oh, she's been kidnapped. Again. Like, she's never the hero in her story. No, even when she's right about something, she like the glory always goes to Mulder. So she here's here's the big thing, guys. Newsflash: Scully's always been treated bad by Chris Carter. Yeah, and in fact, Jillian Anderson has always been treated bad by Chris Carter because she didn't get paid as much of her as her male co-star. Like, uh huh. So so the when people are upset about this, they're not upset about the smoking man like, medically inseminating Skelly. We will talk about that, though, eventually. They're upset about decades and centuries of, you know, sort of just, like, piled-on misogyny. And it's, yeah, it can be hard to separate the two because everything is part of our lives. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people are angry. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Hey, Mulder fucking kills a man. Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> With a, and like in the weirdest way. In a really like intimate way. Yeah, he right? is intimate. Like, does he he has a gun? And what I would say is he would should like point the gun and say, "Please stop choking her out." And yeah. I, or I will shoot you. Yeah. You know, or like smack him over the head or something. But instead he comes up behind him in a kind of like bear hug and he grabs a scalpel and he slits the guy's throat. So his neck blood goes all on his skelly. (laughs) Hey, that's one thing I haven't added to my list. You know, PTSD, just seeing a man's eyes die in front of you. Oh, I'm sure it's happened to her more than once. Oh, it has, definitely. Uh, Mulder monologue number five. God almighty. And then the Mulder Skinner boy fight. Yeah, they do a they do a fight. Um, now one thing that warmed my heart, Allison, mm-hmm. is uh during our viewing at the Stormcrow Tavern in Vancouver, uh, we did a thing where we had bingo cards. Yeah. So as uh people watched the episode, uh you had certain tropes that showed up on your bingo card, and if you saw them on screen, you could mark them off. Uh-huh. Like for instance, someone saying, my son, or our son, or someone pointing a gun at Skinner, or Mulder touching something gross, or, or a dog. Or a dog. <laughs> By the way, the crew was like, oh, I just need a dog. <laughs> I know, I loved it. The best thing was one of those things on the bingo cards was a Mulder Skinner physical fight uh-huh so when it happened on screen we had people cheering yeah it, it was so good it was very good this boy fight was very it was just it wasn't i wanted a punch it did want a punch yeah Ooh, i wanted yeah a punch. that punch would have been good but that it was still a lot of fun it's still a lot of fun okay this is let's let's get into the dana and i have a history yeah do you want to care you want to do it oh sure okay, okay so right at the end of the episode we get the bomb um uh, Smoking Man, we're going back to Smoking Man and Skinner in the car. He says, Dana and I have a history. And we flash back to uh, scenes from an episode, I think in season five or six, called Onami, which we haven't seen yet. No, we haven't seen yet. Uh, that see um, Scully going on a trip with the Smoking Man, and, and uh, she, I guess, falls asleep in the car, and when she wakes up, she's in a bed in pajamas. Yes. And she says, well, what happened to me? And he says, oh, well, you fell asleep, so we brought you, like, the housekeeper brought you in or whatever. Uh, and this is when... Smoking Man reveals to Skinner that in one way or another, William is his son. Yes. Now, a lot of people say, well, it's not actually his son. It's a science son, Allison. Well, it doesn't really matter. No. Um, the point is, is that, you know, whether medical or science-based or physical, it doesn't matter. It's it's still a direct invasion of, uh, you know, Skelly's person. Person. Yeah. Yes. And, uh... To, you know, to just to speak to the interview that Chris Carter gave after this episode was released, when a lot of people were understandably upset, he said, oh, you know, I, I wouldn't call it rape. It was a medical, uh, it was a, a science baby or what whatever. And um, Chris Carter does not get to define what is and is not rape. No, he does not. That, and that's the bottom line. It's not up to you. You wrote it, but it's not up to you. And this is not the first time that Scully has been medically taken advantage of like this. Yeah. Um, and even, hey, Mulder in that Emily episodes calls what happens to Scully rape. Yep, he sure does. So this is also rape, my friend. Yeah. And this is another thing that, again, um, from the, again, we're not fans of these characters. No. We don't, hey, you know what? We don't like them. Uh, there's a lot of flaws because of the writers and how they create these characters. But a lot of people love these characters. And the one thing that Scully has been given, she's been given the shite end of a stick. She yeah. has been, she has been again, kidnapped and beaten and raped and like just, uh, and she's wrong all the time and this and that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. The one bright spot in her life, it seems, is her son, yeah. William. Um, back before that, it was Emily. Emily was taken from her. William was taken from her. But one of the big happy spots was she shared something with Mulder. Mm -hmm. People love this, that there is something there. And that one happy moment is taken away. Yeah. From her, leaving her 
hopeless and and bare. You know what I mean? And yeah. she doesn't even know. Like she doesn't even know that this is a thing yet. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it it kind of cuts too close to home. The fact that there are especially women out there who have been raped who find out later or have no idea or blacked it out or yeah. And it's really. It's really just shuddering to think about. And much like, you know, in the in past episodes where we've we've kind of said this, it's it feels very much like Chris Carter telling a story that does not belong to him. Yep. Uh because we know we know that this is not the first time that the X-Files has handled rape. Yep. Um and we've got receipts. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we've got tons of receipts. Again, if you are a person, you are listening to this and you say, you know what? I trust Chris Carter. It's uh, the the smoking man is lying. This, that, or the other thing. That's okay. Hey, but what about small potatoes? Yep. But what about postmodern Prometheus? Uh-huh. Where they fucking take a rapist out to a share concert. Mm-hmm. Like, rape is used as a plot point and usually back way back through seasons one through five, it was used in a comedic episode. Absolutely. So this, if you're saying, you know what? It's it's not a big deal. I trust Chris Carter and the smoking man is lying. What about all those other times the X-Files used rape in a very inappropriate way, contributing to rape culture as a part of a joke? Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the bottom line. I mean, overall, it was a poorly written episode, poorly paced, and and not particularly enjoyable. No, um, people thought it was exciting, guys. We again, hey, remember Mulder's Mustang featured more heavily than Scully on her feet this episode. Yep. So if you could cut out the monologue scenes, you could maybe cut out. You could have slowed the pace a little bit more. Let the people have a breath and let people, the shock, other than the rapes, like, yeah, I think the rape was just done for shock. Oh, absolutely. Right? But I think, I think the thing for me is that, you know, this is a show that so many people do think is a huge part of the cultural zeitgeist and they, they have so much emotion invested in it. And I just expect more. Yeah. I just expect more. And I, I think from the sounds of it on Twitter, I think a lot of, especially female fans expected more too. Yeah. And they felt betrayed. And, and like, their uh, feelings did not matter. And it, because they didn't. Yeah. Because they honestly, honestly didn't. And here's the gross part. There are a lot of male fans who are like, oh, let's just see what Chris Carter has in store. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, And there are female fans and non-binary fans and, and, and that are saying that too. But I want to focus purely on these female fans who have been hanging on for 11 seasons. And then they're like, they're being betrayed yeah and to those fans hey friends we're we're here with you Mm -hmm. we uh we have receipts you can go back and you can hear us cash those receipts to seasons one through five Uh uh-huh uh and we will tell you why it's okay to love these characters but it's okay to also hate chris carter (laughs) yeah yeah man uh you want to write this episode let's do it i rate on a spooky scale one is i will have a great nap and five is I will never sleep again. I'm gonna rate this episode a uh, one zero seven. Okay. Because I thought about this episode a lot because I was very upset, oh. but not because it was spooky. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which is a wonderful, perfect episode, to Excess's Day, which is uh, the worst episode that we have ever seen so far. Another one that featured rape heavily. Yeah. By the way. Uh, so my rating for this episode. <laughs> Is that it is huh? the new Excelsis Day. Whoa! We have a new uh, new far end of the scale, folks. We have a new crown shit king. Because while Excelsis Day did did heavily feature, um, you know, rape and assault and, and racism, uh, this episode features these sorts of things on a beloved character. And also the writing was just fucking awful. A new reigning champion. Yeah. Friends, we now rate on a scale one, two, my struggle three. Absolutely we do. I wonder if that will change in the coming time in the next ten episodes. We shall see. Okay. I think it's time to brighten up our our lives. Please. It's time for a Space Cadet personal X-File. 
Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. At our event, we got people to write down their hometown X-Files. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we got a lot of people doing it, which was great, and we will probably read, um, some because they're wonderful and they make me feel good personally. Um, and the cool thing is, if we read them, we will email you and, uh, we'll send you a month of our snail mail, Mm -hmm. which is cool. This is, I believe this table was two, two gentlemen, uh, Philip and Brian, and I believe they told me they've never seen a season of the x-files really but um apparently one of them was a background boy in the x-files allison that's awesome isn't that fucking that's really a great so i do i'm gonna read um because we're short on time i want to read not the personal x-file but i want to read the x-file story of um the these people being our background boy excellent because it's very good so I believe this is Philip's story when when they say I. I was a background actor, a.k.a. a background boy, for the first episode of season 10. It was shot in Ascroft, B.C., pretending that it was Roswell in a flashback. Do you remember that episode? I do remember hey, that. Hey, Allison, do you remember what happened in that episode? We saw an alien butt. And what happened to that alien butt? It died. How did it die? I don't remember. It got shot. Oh, yeah. Hey, Allison. Guess who shot that butt? Oh my god! <laughs> I was one of the soldiers, and I shot the alien. Oh my god! And I was next to the doctor, the medic, when he was carrying the dead alien out. Isn't that fucking... That's amazing! He is our background boy. Oh my god, he shot that butt! He shot that butt so good! <laughs> Philip! Anyway, that's not even when the story ends, because this is even better. Funny story. The smoking man was on set and had to apologize because he accidentally fired the blank gun. <laughs> when we stopped shooting a scene, he was holding the gun at his side when he pulled the trigger by accident. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Philip! What are you doing? Philip and Brian! Thank you so much for sharing that with I, us. I love that story. It makes us happy that's that wonderful. we've connected with our one of our background boys. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Uh, we'll be uh, emailing Philip and uh, sending him a month of our snail mail. Yeah. Thank you, Philip. Uh, we probably will also read, he has a spooky story. We'll read that in another episode, probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Let's do predictions. Okay. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me. Allison. What's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. I predicted two things. Uh-huh. That Tad would show up. Uh-huh. And that William would show up. William? We did see William. We did, but did he... I are think, you going to give yeah, me a half I'm point? I'm going to give you a half okay. point, absolutely. So we are at, Allison, you're at four points and I am at three and a half points. Then. Are we just carrying over from season five? Yeah, that's because... Are you going to remember? <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. Yeah, let's carry over. Okay. Or you want to do it fresh? No, 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 no. Okay. That's because you're winning. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. You're four and I'm three and a half. It's easy to remember. Allison, it is your time to predict. Yay. Season 11, episode two. Uh-huh. Two. This. <laughs> this. This. Not it. Not that. This. This? 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 Uh-huh. Oh, I hope it's like they get a call about something spooky in the neighborhood, and when they go to look at it, the lady's just like, this, and she points, and it's like a blobfish. <laughs> and Mother's gonna go, that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. And they're, so he's like, uh, I was just very ill. Why are we doing this? Okay. Um, okay, so my prediction is... Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be heading straight into, like, a Monster of the Week. I think I'm going to say a haunting. Okay. It needs to be ghostly. Do you think it's just going to ignore everything that ever oh, happened? Oh, absolutely. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be, um, let's say half a point if it's ghost-related. Half a point if it's ghost. And half, po- half a point if it does not mention the events of My Struggle 3 at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm going to watch very carefully. Okay. 
Because even if they just say about finding our son or anything about the smoky man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Playing hardball here. <laughs> I think you'll win. I think you're going to get a full <laughs> point. Okay. So, Allison, uh-huh. some, I think maybe this might be some Space Cadets first time around the block. Okay. So how can they find our other stuff or talk to us or email us or whatever? whatever. Yeah, if you guys want to chat with us, we are uh, available on the internet. You can <laughs> email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out, D-O-U-B-L-E. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Double X Files, And we're on Tumblr at, fuck yeah, Double X Files. Um, Twitter is where we do most of our uh, discoursing. Yes, um, our angry spicy tater tot tweets yeah tumblr is mostly for memes and on instagram we post uh spooky creatures we find and things we eat yeah actually a lot of people have been asking us questions on the tumblers yeah which, which is, is nice which is really nice thank um, you so yeah bottom line is we love to hear from you guys and we really enjoy knowing what you think of the show and and just any fun paranormal stories you have yeah uh and if you this is your first episode uh, feel free to go back. We have 114, 15 episodes that mm-hmm. we've done now. Uh, we've done seasons one through halfway, halfway through, through five yeah. plus season 10. Uh-huh. Um, yes, our sound gets better. <laughs> yes, our editing gets tighter. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, season one, of course, like everything podcast, a little bit rusty. Season five, I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. give it a listen. And um, if you are liking what you hear, you can write us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or however you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, also, if you masturbated and came during this episode, you owe us a five-star review. Yeah, that is one of our main rules. Rules is <laughs> if you finish during the episode, you do have to give us a five-star review. <laughs> Thank you. Even if you stopped our episode to jack off yeah you still still count come on yeah um that's it dude yeah we have nine more episodes to go okay i'm ready for this roller coaster are you yeah i think so let's do it together buddy okay until next time the the truth truth is out there. there fuck you chris carter yeah fuck you buddy